Blog Talk Radio. Hey everybody, it is Bring Out the Dead with your host, Tony Lamar. He's out here somewhere. And me, I'm Ross Taylor. I'm over here in L.A. There he is. Told you he was here. And uh, right. holy crap! Yeah, we got I, uh, you. Uh, you mentioned the other day you were talking about the milk episode, the last yeah. podcast or two. I think we can yeah. officially say the last three episodes are now the milk man. They they have milked the fuck out of this. I want to get the on with the story already. Can we get a move on, please? You don't feel they're moving the story along fast enough? I, I think they're no, absolutely. Doing a pretty good job. I think that the showing the king grooming himself was very important to the story. I am so glad they spent time on that. Hey, did you ever wonder how to do dreadlocks? Now you know. I mean, seriously. Now I know. It's... So now you know. But so <laughs> you have the kings trying to clean up. You have uh, the people saying goodbye before the battle. The the people, uh, you know, uh, were the people Getting like parting ever. We had that big crowd. Everybody started parting. It looked like they were parting for the king. No, they weren't parting for the king. They were parting for that fucking big ass lion coming through, the tiger or whatever. They're just like, fuck it out of the way. Tiger, no, you're. <laughs> Some of a bitch was coming through with this crazy tiger. It's just, I don't care who you are, man. You know, or no, a tiger is a tiger. <laughs> I think the whole point of the scene is showing that their their community is united under you know the king and how he perceives himself. You know, absolutely. Under and the banner of bullshit episode. Yeah, well, the whole thing is, he's an actor. You know? Yeah. You know, I, you know, who's a zookeeper who got into this role, and this is how he's able to survive in the apocalypse. So what right. We're this seeing, was, in a sense, I, I see what you're saying. This was almost like his, uh, you know, this was the goat farmer episode, you know, for him. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. It, yeah. Exactly. Just another way of doing it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. To okay. learn more about the character is to follow the character a little bit and see what he goes through. And you see, you saw the whole arc of it. And, but the thing is that we see, you know, this, he gets up just like any other man, and he, he gets into character. You know, he gets mm-hmm. groomed up. He looks himself. He knows I gotta perceive myself a certain way because this is how I survive in the apocalypse. You know, and, and then even in the regular now, world, we we all do that to a point. In the regular world, we put on our little. Outfit, so yeah. we go out in the world yeah. and, and and project a persona that we hope that everybody accepts and likes and that kind of thing. So I can see where you're coming from. And I hope the whole journey of this character, because look what happens by the end. I know I'm jumping ahead, but it comes to fruition of where you know he realizes he's not all he says he is. He believed his own right. hype, right? You know, and, and it costs something dear to him. So. <laughs> Without a doubt, and so there's more to it. Yeah, I can see you could some say it's milking it, but we did get a lot more about the uh, king a bit, and no, it, it, it helped move, move his story along in the next couple of chapters. Now, you know, we don't know how long you know this is the show's going to last. So, how long is the king going to last? He can last, you know, two, three more episodes. That's you know, no, he any time. Exactly, I'm with that. Yeah, so let's let's learn a little bit more about him to make his character more um, more grounded like his, for the show. 
make his death more meaningful, that kind of thing. When that time comes, if it comes, you know. We'll see. Yeah, he could end up taking over Rick's part. Someone's got to go. We need someone to cast members. It costs us money. Who's going next? I think someone's going to go in the next episode. We should talk about that. But we'll stick with this episode. That's a question I'm going to ask you. No, we'll get to that. So uh, here, so let's say, first of all, um, the uh, the king, when he's talking about the, you know, and, and yet I smile, and all the stuff that he's saying where he's talking to the, to the crowd and he's trying to sell the crowd on what has to be done, even yeah. the kid there was kind of looking at the king like, man, you are so full of shit. You know what I mean? Like, everybody has that in the back of their mind. I don't care how well he sells it. That has to be somewhere in your mind. that This is an act. <laughs> this is not who this guy is, you know? It isn't, isn't that funny, though? The whole town is in on it, too, because, hey, it's working. <laughs> it's working. It's working uh, so far. And they're scared enough, I think, just from ever, the situation of the world that they're not going to rock that boat. So I get that, too, I guess. Definitely. Yeah, I know. No, they're not going to mess up. But the kid was uh, a, a kind of like a a reflection of what the, the whole town, like you said, they know. Mm-hmm. Come on, they dude. know, but, they, but we're going to play along because so far. They're playing along, exactly. Along. But at the same time, I think that actually explained why Carol is putting up with it because, again, he commands that respect, and she she gets that, you know. So I think that's why she puts up with it too. Um, well, he didn't command the respect yeah, so much from. He didn't command that respect from that big old pile of walkers. Those guys wanted to eat his ass once he climbed out from them. Yeah, that part's crazy. But I don't care. Did you see the size of those bullet holes? The bullet holes were fairly accurate looking for that for a fifty cal kind of gun. Those bullet holes, I don't care how many people were on you, that motherfucker would have been shot. <clears throat> well, this is true. They all should have been gone. <laughs> you know, the thing they is all should have been they gone. they all should have been gone and, and I wonder why these guys yeah, they're packing up the gun to get out of there, but but they should have made made sure everybody was done. Yeah. I mean, I know they rushed to get the weapon out of there, but I would kept because okay, I make sure they're all turning to zombies. No well, the whole funny, yeah, the whole thing about it was that um, they had some automatic weapons, so they could have been like, okay, you and me, we're going to take care of this, the getting the fifty cal into the truck. You are going out there, and you're going to fucking take care of the rest of that shit. And they could have split it up that way and, and had everything handled. But mm-hmm. fuck, then then Carol shows up and. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go with Carol, fucking everything up again. <laughs> she just infiltrates the base. It doesn't like you know what I mean. And she doesn't. She didn't upset that she had a dilemma that she had to pick between the, the weapon and the uh, the, and king the king and, and his boy. Yeah. And she's like, oh. that was pretty cool. But then, of course, well, you know, once she, when they when they said to her, they're like, oh. But you let the weapons get away. Immediately, you hear the motorcycle engine, and she's like, no, nope, it's handled. That's good. Yeah. 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 Here we go with those two. But I was waiting for some drama between Rick and Daryl, but they're waiting on that too. Yeah. That has to come to a head soon. It just not had a chance to deal with it yet. Well, yeah. I I, I I think there's going to be another layer there. I I think there's going to be another poke at the bear before this, before, you know, with, with like Daryl shooting the guy with, you know, that Rick gave his word to. 
and all that. I think there's going to be a little more of that, and Rick's just going to get to the point where he's going to be like, dude, I can't have you doing this anymore. Maybe he'll ban him from the group like he did Carol all those seasons ago. Hey, you have it, Carol. What happened to you, Bear? You better get your act together. Get and then Carol could be upset that, that Daryl's not there, and it could be exactly, it'll be all season three all over again. Because <laughs> everyone Man. loved season three, didn't they? <laughs> so, but, uh, I love that when they captured the, when they when the idiot captured the king, and uh, and you knew they were gonna somebody was gonna capture him. That was no question. And he calls him what do he call him a despot's meaningless foot soldier. Oh, what a great way to you are little. Who do you look like? He looked like um, what was it, like Stephen King. He looked freaking like uh, an actor. I should have wrote yeah. it down. He looked weird as heck. But he probably looked like the guy that played the guy in The Walking Dead that captured the king. That actor. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know who he looked like. I, I but, get uh, got comedy. But 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 uh, what do you call it? Uh, I just love the fact that you know the king's just like, look, I'd rather be eaten by the walkers and killed by your dumbass, like that kind of thing. He just had total disdain for him, and that was that was a cool angle to play, you know. But man, at the point where he was ready to be beheaded, and uh, what's what's Fat Boy's name? Um, Jason Jesse J. I don't know. Yeah, Jorge. I don't know. I, anyway, I know, I know yeah, what you're talking about. He just cut that dude in two. Man, he came straight came in like an orc from Mordor, and just boom, you're done, man. <laughs> Give him my king back. Yeah. And even he knew he's king full of shit. But hey, man, no, don't say anything. Just keep. Doing well, that was the do. thing. It's he's cool. like, look, he, he, he's like, look, I need to believe this right now. I need this to be real right now. You know what I mean? And he was absolutely right. At that point in time, he needed that that the the reason to fight and fighting for your king is a reason to fight, and that that's good enough for him. So I think that's what that was. If, if you think about it, it, he's kind of right. I don't need your breakdown. I'm sorry, I'm a failure. I messed up. Like I don't need this right now. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to be strong. So you did have a you know point I mean? there. <laughs> Could you imagine he just loses it and like you're right, fuck it, just die. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty much where he was headed. And even when they do eventually get back to, uh, yeah, I know we are jumping to the end, but when they get back to the town, you can just see the king's broken at this point, man. He's where Rick was last season. He's just broken. His people have suffered and died because his of his choices. And his leadership, and he is not having, you know what I mean, an easy time with it. Man, that line that that dude said to him, though, was that he's a fake and they followed you. And even in death, they still follow you. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. That was a cool line. He said that was that a great line. And, and, yeah, and he was trying to play the king, too. But, man, when, when Carol basically unleashed the herd on everything, it was just – especially – she brought the herd in on the guys trying to load the trucks, and now they got to deal with them coming from this side. And man, like it's just now, brilliance yeah. in there, man. Don't play with her, man. She yeah. don't play. Keep warning nope. all people. I mean, the one thing I was little mad you just kill everybody and just be done with it. It's the October, <laughs> and, yeah, just, and then it'll be the Carol show. <laughs> yeah. And but there was man. one point. When she was firing at the guys, not at the main truck, the one that drove off with the guns, but she was firing at another one, and she had the gas tank right on her side. It's like, you know, I've, maybe maybe it only happens in the movies, and, and I know there's a TV show, but 
you know, it only happens in, in Hollywood where you can shoot the gas tank and have it blow up like that. But come on, that would have seemed like a good tactic to me. It would have been a nice move. But again, yeah, like, you always know. do that. So. Right. Yeah, it's a little, little, you know. And again, then that would have maybe old. stopped her from bringing the herd in, that kind of shit. But then we get, man, we get almost all the way through the show, and then they flash back again, be like, okay, here's what happened before the battle. It was just such a weird place to break it up, you know, the pacing and everything. But you should be used to it by now. This is standard issue, um, not standard issue, but they do this all the time, so I'm not surprised. Yeah, I don't they know what time they I mean, just the way they split up. Like, I've seen them split it where they came back to something at the end. But they just, like, plucked it right in the middle. It was just at a weird point, it seemed like. I don't know. That was me, my own critique. What can I tell you? But, man, when, cool. what, was Carol, what was Carol's line in this thing? If you're asked to be the hero, you be the hero. Was Who said that? Somebody says that line in here. Uh, and, and that line, I, yeah. I think Don't Carol said it. And here's... And and from Carol, that's here's this battered wife, man. If you need to step up, you're gonna need to step up, and she sure as hell has. From where she was in season one, she has stepped up and then some. You're right, because I wasn't afraid of her in season one. I like, I, can, I can take that booty. <laughs> now I'm like, I don't right, know. Exa- right, exactly. After her husband was eaten in the tent, I didn't think she was gonna last, you know, very long. And then it was like, oh, they need her to because of the. Sophia's story, and then that is like, oh, and then maybe why else are they going to need her? And then she kept having work, and then by the time you get to to Terminus, where she comes in and really saves the day, it's like, oh, here's her place in the group now, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's always, no, always I, she's like the den mother of the group. I really, I've always dug that about her. I'm not into, you know, I'm not trying to say it's like a MILF thing, but I mean, you know. Den mother? Man, she was teaching them how to kill. All right, kids, pull out your knives. Dead mother teaches people how to be self-sufficient. That's part of what being the Boy Scouts would be. You know what I mean? And so in this world, learn, knowing how to defend yourself and have a, how to kill somebody that's looking to harm you or your family or your loved ones, whatever, or take your stuff, yeah, that's a skill you're going to need, man. That's a dead mother through and through right there. And then, oh, There's yeah, some we truth got to that, but still... <laughs> Uh, we got to the chemical zombies, the Emil zombie, whatever. Yeah, that scene there, I'm a little uh, disappointed in because um, I was expecting something else, but that's okay. That's fine. I'm not well, gonna... this is still, this is probably like the second time you see the lo- the wolves when they come and fuck with uh, Morgan. You know what I mean? But then later you see him take try to take the town. And so I think this is just that little, oh, this is a little extra taste to them. And then, like you said, either the second half of the season or maybe the end of next season, they'll they'll bring up whatever this storyline will be. Yeah, that's what I thought they are doing, but it looks like they're going to go ahead and hold out on that. Now, if, like, there is not, if there is not already a band somewhere named Chemical Zombie, oh, my God, why is this not a thing? Somebody get out there and do that I'm right sure now. there is now. Sure They're better right be. now. They're fucking better than be. I'm, I'm telling you. Chemical zombie. Cool. That's, that's, that's Chemical zombie pool party. Right Chemical zombie pool yeah. party. And uh but yeah, man, the king's saying that he's just some guy. And then here we are. Here's the king coming back. He's he's telling him, Leave me. He's too injured to make it. 
believe me, you know, he'll sacrifice himself so they can get away. And boom, here comes Shiva. And almost in the, you know, like a mirror of, you know how they did the first, in the first episode, they did a mirror of the first episode of the, of the entire series. You know what I mean? Of mm-hmm. Not only that scene with the little girl, but if you watch it, there's a lot of mirrors from that. And from so, the very first episode. Uh, exactly. Rick waking up in the bed. Like, oh, there's so many mirrors from that first episode. But now here, you actually had um, a little bit of Rick's horse, you know, because that was something I thought was really powerful in the first season. When the When the zombies take down Rick's horse, it's like, wow, in a group, these things are really powerful. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. one at a time, maybe you can handle them, but in a group, you are fucked. They are they really can overpower you quickly. They took down a whole horse. Now here they are again, taking down an entire tiger. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now my question and to it, you: w- Would you rather wait and see they eat all of it, or because I want a zombie tiger? So what? <laughs> yeah, I'm a little worried about that. <laughs> But see, I haven't. We haven't seen any zombie animals, so I don't think that happens anyway. You know. So I, cool. I don't Just think that, one I, Yeah, I don't think that happens. And Just yeah, one and the king, tiger running zombie. You know, it, the whole the whole really difficult part will be putting the contacts in. Let me tell you. <laughs> but. <laughs> so, you get uh, close to them. The tranquilizer. Yeah, you works. Know, I'm not going to do it. You do it. I'm not going to do it. Uh, let's get Mikey. <laughs> anyway, so the the people when they return to the town, the battered king and everybody, the, the few people that do return, and boy, man, just feeling that defeat, you know, seeing the the broken king return with that sad few into a town. They were they were expecting some to come back. They knew some might not. You know what I mean? But boy, you really don't expect nobody to come back like that. Oh man, that, that yeah, is brutal. It's, it's like you can't confront anybody. You don't have the heck to say. Yeah, you have no idea what to say to a whole bunch of people because he—he's the only one that came back. Him he's and, the only and one that came Carol back. and his uh, and his portly provider, his minion. Yeah, yeah, and that's it. But wow, yeah, I mean, just such a. Just such a intense episode, but my problem again is there was no story. They don't they 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 could have done this in two episodes, really. I mean, I get it. I'm glad they fleshed out the king a little more about whatever. But they could have done something else to, to for for the story, and that's what I'm waiting for. But then again, they do say that war is uh, boredom and tedium, you know, rolling along. So maybe that was what they're trying to get to that. We need to be a little bored before they can move on to the next part. So, I, I I think this episode is fine. I hear what you're saying. I mean, like, there's no way, and they have to stretch out the all that war a little bit, okay? Right. And because uh-huh. it's it's a, I mean, think about these these comic books are only like seriously, you can sit down and read each comic book in 15 minutes. Right. So you got to keep that in mind. You take all the you know, 100 episodes. Yeah, you're gonna need to stretch out just a little bit. That's so far, let me call the milk episode. But I think right. far as the pace of this thing we're going on right now, I think they're doing well. Uh, the last episode I felt could have been a little bit faster. This one I think was fine because we're learning more about the king. That's 
my opinion. This was if all they about don't move it along in the next episode. I'm going to be mad. That's all I can tell you. They're definitely going to move it on. I, there's no doubt it's going to move on. We're going. To, we have to go back to the sanctuary. And they don't. Go yeah, to the exactly. Well, that's part of it. We need no to see what moving. happened to Gabriel. Yeah, that has to be the next episode. There's no. There's no. There's nothing to further now. Everything up to this point, we know that we can't see. The only one we haven't learned about is going to be Negan and Gabriel. So that has to be the next episode. So I'll tell you what, if they're not the next episode, I might be done with the series. Because then they're really trying to push it. Push it. Because, like, man, Negan's only been the first episode. I understand. But the thing is, they're going after him. I don't know what he's up to. I want no surprises with Negan. I need to know what he's doing. Apparently that that actor is too expensive for The Walking Dead. Maybe that's what it is. They should have gone tiger for was cheaper. cheaper. We got rid of the tiger. Yeah, you know what I mean? So let's go into uh, just something different to talk about here. Um, from the beginning of this series, we have lost a lot of the main group. Even though the main group continues to grow and morph and do all these things that it's done to get to where we are today, we've lost a lot of characters. So I was going to run a few of them by you and just kind of get your take. And we'll discuss it throughout, you know, as we go along of, you know, what did the character's death do? Was it uh, was it justification for the character itself? Was it, did it help promote the storyline or was it just a waste? You know what I mean? That's kind of what I'm looking for. Ready? Yeah, let's do this. All right. So let's start with, I wasn't going to get too far into the fringe guys. Like I know there's members of the group like, um, Jackie and Jim and the people from the season one. I'm not really worried about them so much. Although I would say, I think that Ed, who was uh, Carol's abusive husband, I think his death was an interesting catapult for Carol to kind of be pushed into this, this new kind of area in her life. And I think that was the first step to her becoming who she became. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you want to talk about his character a little bit, or you just, you're just well, just down? what do you what do you think on his death? Do you think it was meaningful at all? Uh, Ed's death in the move in the Walking Dead was just a stepping stone for her character, her, her journey with Carol. Now, this is this what she was before the apocalypse. We're seeing a little bit of that now. Now we're seeing who she is during the apocalypse. So it was a great send up. It'll be anybody. Or she could have even lost him before, and we find out through you know, talking to her that she was in an abusive relationship. So his death totally. wasn't necessary for her character. But I think it was interesting that they showed him by the by the swamp, you know, by the the stream wherever they're doing the laundry, and here's this guy pushing her around, and and her kind of falling into line a little bit, you know what I mean, to just kind of to to do what she's comfortable with doing, what she was doing in her domestic life. And then, bam, here he is, like, the next day. He's gone from the picture, and she's free of that in a sense. But at the same time, I don't think she found any joy in it. You know what I mean? And I think that's kind of cool with her character. But oh, no, then, she came into it to his defense when he got hit up from when um, Shane beat the snot out of him. So Right, right. Well, she was no, she, he had no joy in it. She had no joy in it at all. And then for the next really important death, I would say, which also affects Carol, just happens to be they came in this order, would be Sophia, you know, coming out of that barn. Oh, my God, you know. And I think people expected her to be in the barn, but, I mean, at the same time, this is a important event in Carol's uh, development because, holy crap, that pretty much solidifies her at either being – 
you know, somebody that is going to survive or somebody that is going to give up. And she sure as hell did not give up. Yeah, the whole thing with Sophia coming out of that barn, like you said, you were expecting it, but you know what? I didn't. And it was like, it was like, of course she's in the freaking barn. It makes perfect sense. That's why they couldn't find her or anything. And mm-hmm. it was a devastating blow to everybody, not just Carol, because I think even with the audience, we're, we were hoping by some luck that she was still out there. And they milked that in such a good way. So when she came mm-hmm. out of the barn, you were, you were devastated along with them. It was the first time, I think, in the show's characters that you definitely invested in finding this girl. You're seeing what, you know, what um, Daryl is going through trying to find her, everybody, right? And to get that right. payoff, her coming out as a, as a zombie, like, what? This is, <laughs> this, it got real. You know, I mean, yeah. it has been real, but like. Well, no, but now it's part part of this group you care about. Real, it'd be that be that makes a difference, you know. The whole horde in out in Atlanta, that's horrible. But you didn't know any of them, so it is what it is, you know. But yeah, now it's this it's this member of our group, and then talking about a member of our group, the next significant death, and I know Dale should be mentioned because Dale was Dale's death was very important in, in catapulting Carl's character. You know what I mean? Because Carl was pretty much responsible for that because of the zombie he couldn't kill, and now here it is, it came and fucked up Dale. And so I think that affected Carl in a huge way, and maybe made him a little colder. Than maybe that even helped when he when he killed that guy in cold blood after the prison. I think that, mm-hmm. that maybe there was a little Dale in that a little bit, you know. Yeah. Definitely, I, I, I just. Yeah. No, you know, actually, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, and he wasn't an important character. He was, but he wasn't. So you know, but the next important character who I was actually going to get to, I just suddenly thought of Dale. I was like, oh, I got to at least give him an honorable mention. But then Shane Walsh. Oh my God, Shane! When Shane goes, that is important for Rick, for Carl, for Lori, for you know what I mean. There's so many people. What his, his character death. was in such a dilemma. Mm-hmm. What a mess! He was a mess in season two. He was a mess. Yeah. He was. A, he, he changed his hairstyle because he was so he was he was off the wall. Yeah. You know, and he had, and he had to go. He really had to go. Yeah, he should have gone but, along. I mean, very, very early on in, in this show, because once he started becoming a threat, you know what? He got to go, buddy. But, yeah, he, you but know, being Rick, you know, maybe I could change. Maybe just don't stand with brothers. Brothers. Yeah. No, it ain't, it ain't he kept trying. Like Rick, Rick didn't want it. Even when he's killing him, he's this is you, not me. You know what I mean? Because that was, it wasn't what he wanted, and but he had to. And wow, but. Again, what a great death. That, that is a good death. The uh, Lori Grimes' death is like that, except Lori Grimes' death, it, it not only affected the crew, the group, especially Rick specifically, but I think the, the audience, because the audience disliked her in a lot of ways, and I think that kind of maybe, maybe breathed some life back into the audience in a sense, because holy crap, did she need... You know what I mean? I think she I, needed I'm, to go I'm with the part she did. I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to be honest as I can. I was glad that she had to go. I was sick of Lori. I don't yeah. care to take care of baby. I was sick of her. She started so much drama that she could have mm-hmm. prevented. You know, either stay with um, your husband or say, baby, I'm sorry, you were dead. 
And I'm sorry, I'm with I'm with this guy now. We got a problem. We may have to go to another camp. She could have said any right. of that, but she didn't. But she kept playing both of them. That's why I got so irritated with her. And I felt bad that she got to die, but you got to go. So I was fine with it. So, so be it. And then, and then in the same episode, <laughs> T-Dog's death, T-Dog's uh, death, which I'll say this. The one thing about Lori's death is because of the fact that T got T Dog died in that such a great heroic way in the same episode, you didn't really see Lori's death coming. Like that one, you know, it was a good sly move that the that the directors did on that. You know, the writers did on that. Yeah, it's it's. It, I would say T Dog put me over. As far as it was one of the most emotional episodes, I would say pretty much it was like near tear. Like, damn, this was really getting to me. It was a devastating episode. Regardless of how I Thought felt about Lori's character and lo- losing both those main characters in one episode, and something that at the time we know who opened the freaking gate. You know, right? Who started this whole thing from the very beginning? This whole episode, like, could have been prevented. You saw the gate open. Who opened the damn gate? Who let those freaking zombies in? You know, and that right there, all could have been prevented if we knew who was both up. But uh, that's for later episodes. Or that's not right. anymore. But well, no, yeah, we're, but we're not going to get into all those deaths. But I mean, and, and I didn't even want to get into like Andrea. You know, although again, the crowd loved it. But her death was sort of her life was uh, in the show was a waste. Her death really didn't matter. It was just fine. Get rid of her. That was good enough. She I don't like, think it she really did. Sex with the wrong guys. That's what she liked to do. Right, exactly. <laughs> but I don't even think that she was like. Um, her death had any positive thing for Michonne or anything. I don't really think it mattered in a, in a huge way. But at the same time, I'll say that Merle's death, I think, was super important for pushing Daryl into the man he's become at this point. Uh, Merle's character was like, I love the fact that his ghost was flying through every scene until he came back in season four. Yeah. Four is when he came back. Yep. And just I mean, they did a great no, see, job. It was season three. Yeah. He, appeared, he appeared in the second half of season three is where he came back. Yeah. And, and I'm but glad yeah. to see him. Yeah, yeah, he was a jerk. But he, he redeemed himself at the end, which you knew he was going to He do. redeemed himself and then confronting the, the governor, and he's just straight telling him, even as he knows he's going to die, I'm not begging you for nothing, man. And so Merle went out as he lived. I love that about his character. And yeah, and I think that he needed to go because Daryl needed that needed that drive to kind of move because I think he was falling apart a little bit. And I think that put him together. Here's an interesting one: whose death do you think was more impactful on Rick, the governor, or Joe from the Claimers? Okay, I'm sorry, Joe from where? The Claimers, you know, the guy who who Rick bit his jugular out. And you're asking which one's more effective. So I think that which uh, one do you Rick think affected Rick the most? <laughs> oh, I think the one he bit is because that's primal. He can't, he didn't just try to stab. He fucking bit him. He was because you're about to, he's trying well, to have sex with his son right in front of yeah, him. You know what I mean? Was, he was trying, that was the thing. Is here were these guys that are like directly looking to mess up. You know his his entire world there. Now I know the governor was was a bad guy and was looking to screw him up. But not in the way that Joe and those dudes were, and oh my God, I think that made Rick the guy that he was when he got to Alexandria, 
And then Alexandria broke him down to the guy who he became for the next season. Yeah, because he's all, like I said, he's all primal at that point. Because even when uh, when he got to Alexandria, he was still tripping, like, we can take this place. He was still in that mindset of being out out on the shit, as they would say. Yeah. And then a couple, just again, honorable mentions, Bob Stuckey, he was, his death was meaningful because uh, Sasha needed it to kind of push her along. Beth Green's death, I don't think it was needed. I think it was kind of a waste the way they did it, but I get it. They needed something to kind of get to isolate Maggie that much more. Yeah, her character was starting to develop well, and I expected yeah. more from oh, her character, yeah. and they just took her out. Just took her out. Which, which again, is something I love about the show. You never know. Anyone can go at any time. Tyrese is a good example of that. I totally did not expect Tyrese to go out the way he did. You know? And uh, with yeah, the entire radio thing good. going on. But Tyrese was a waste. Tyrese, Tyrese, really, his death didn't feed the story in any way. You know? Nope. Mm-mm. I'd say a I'll little for Kyrie's Noah. But, death. That, is that on the list? Yeah. Is death on there yet? Yeah, it'll be coming. I don't. We don't have them yet. Um, All right. I'd say Abraham, <laughs> Abraham and Glenn. Abraham and Glenn. Now, here's an interesting one. I was talking about whose death you think had more impact, the governor or Joe. Let's take, say, Joe's the, had the more impact. Now, between Joe and Abraham and Glenn being killed, who do you think had more impact on, <laughs> on Rick's? Well, it's going to be Glenn, oh, obviously. It's going to be Glenn. Well, I think it's Glenn's both of them. Very... Uh, yeah, Abraham yeah, and Abraham. Glenn toge- together because that's his people. Those people trusted him to be able to lead him, lead them. And their death is no, definitely on Rick's head. I well, Abraham, no, I don't think so. I think his. I death think so, and, and that, and I think that's the reason why Rick is telling. Uh, Maggie, I'm following you. Like I think he's just done with this whole thing at this point. I hear you, but yeah, but I still think Abraham's death is not even on that big of a deal because he wasn't moving the story along. Well, he I'm wasn't moving not. the story along, but I mean, I'm talking about just the point of where his death was. Two things: one of all, it was a badass death, and it was certainly worthy of his character to be able to stand up and say "suck my nuts" and go out as manly as possible. And then for, for Glenn to kind of follow suit and again, get, you know, get back up with his eye popping out, call out to Maggie, everything he did such a powerful moment. And not only for, for Rick, of course, which it was a powerful thing for Rick, but what that did to Maggie. Oh my God, man. And I don't know. I kind of almost think that Maggie may end up being the one that kills the governor, the the governor. (laughs) They'll be killing Negan. Because, man, she really has earned it for what she's been through. This is true. Uh, but as you can see, if you notice that Glenn's death affected everybody, not just Matt. It really it affected everybody. So, you, I mean, it's kind of unfair to say whose death was more important to the show. Uh, nobody well, I don't affected. say more important was, to the show. I'm just saying, was there a death worthy of the character itself is really what I'm talking about. Well, okay, about. death worthy. No, okay, you want to say it that way. No, death, um, Glenn's death wasn't worthy. It wasn't, it was, that's why it's so effective because it was a waste. There was no reason to kill him. So his death was not worthy. I mean, it, it, it was, yes, it gave growth to all the characters, 
but damn, what a blow it took them to get to that level. Maybe they need to get their, you know, get off that high horse they were running for a while because they were doing everything they wanted to do without, you know, and it's barred until they really knew well, they, who they were dealing with. They needed to hit rock bottom, and that's what Abraham and Glenn's death did. It pushed them to rock bottom. It pushed them all the way into the garbage pail, kids. But I'm bummed. All right, yeah, this is true. But it's true. It, it really did, you know, and and it got them to make these other alliances to go and, you know, to do what they've needed to do with between Hilltop and and the save in the uh, kingdom and everybody, you know, coming together. So, so those deaths were very important to the show. You know, even if you think that Glenn's death was a waste as far as for the character, you're right. It was a shame that he had to go that way. It would have been better if he was heroic, saving Maggie or doing something like that. But at the same time, yeah, he needed to to show that he he died to represent the brutality of this world. I think that's important to the story itself. You know. What about Sasha's death, man? Wow, dude. Here's a worthy of a character. <laughs> Holy cow, man. Well, Weaponizing I herself. Sasha's death is definitely on the worthy level because she had control of the situation. She yeah. felt that she had the best chance of getting Negan by letting herself turn to a zombie because she knew she was dead. You know? Right. She, there's she, no way she, she knew she could, if she could catch him off guard... By coming out a zombie, he definitely wasn't expecting that. And boom, all of a sudden, here she is. And, you know, and so she did have the best chance at that moment to take him out. Yeah, well, a good plan. Don't get me wrong, because she knew she was a goner. It's just, yeah, unfortunate that it, it, it didn't get the way we wanted. I really like to see that girl. I would have been cool to see some Negan zombie action going. And the last. The last real one on the question would be Shiva. Of course, I think Shiva's was worthy of the character, but not needed for the story. It is, it does need to break the king to move him forward. But man, I was starting to really like Shiva, and I would like Shiva to stay within the story if she could have. Yeah, she did her job. She she was cool. Is it? Yeah, I I I'm fine with it. She did her job. She came to protect she did her, her man. And but. But even while she was going out, she was going out swinging. She was still fighting the whole time when those fuckers swarmed her. <laughs> yeah. So that's intense. Oh. I love that. But here you go. You asked this during the show. Who's next? What major character do you think we're going to be seeing? Now, I don't know if maybe the comic books might give you a hint at it, or do you just have some theory? What do you think? Well, here's, I can go by the comic book and say who, I can say who's next, but I could be completely wrong. Because they're really making mm-hmm. changes to it. Because like, um, I forgot the one who got shot in the arrow in the head when they're talking to Daryl. Who was that? Den- Denise. Yeah, and that was supposed Denise. to be Abraham's death. Yeah, so that's why I'm like, I don't know, because they can change shit up. So they're yep. they're doing a good job of that. Um, if if it was up to me, if you're asking me who got to go, I, Father Gabriel. I mean, I would like to see it. <laughs> kind of, I, I, no, I, I, I get it. Of this, you know, I still want to see him do something, though. He's just—he's so on the verge of being useful. Happen. I don't think so, but it, but it who is. I'd like to see, and honestly, I think it's his time. And I—I I hate to say this because I love the actor that plays him, but man, Morgan, need please, Morgan, you need to go. It's time's up. You know, <laughs> I, you're, you're, 
Yeah, Morgan, your wife and son are calling, and you need to go join them already because, oh, my God, dude. He's somewhere meditating right now, like, what did I do? Like, <laughs> you know, so, man, you got a point there. Like, now I'm thinking twice about this. He should go. Even the king should go. I'm just pulling the king. He needs to go. Matter of fact, I'm just gonna make it. I'm just gonna be there and say it's time for a black person now to go. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> <it out. laughs> There's way too many white people die on this show, and I think we've had enough of that. That is so wrong on so many levels. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, I think that with the show, I I think that the character itself, it doesn't matter what the color of him is. I just don't see Morgan bringing anything else to the show. Now. I would have also thought that after the uh, clear episode, I thought they're never bringing him back. That guy is now out of his mind, useless. What are they going to do with him? At best, you might see him as a walker or you see him as a crazed man that they have to kill or something. I did not expect him to come and back and become the cheesemakers guy and know all of all of a sudden the fist of the North Star and here he is taking out zombies left and right. <laughs> I didn't expect any of that. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I love the Fifth and North Star reference. That's freaking awesome. Uh, but, yeah, I agree <laughs> with you. It's funny. <laughs> you know? Come on. Definitely. Tell me if all of a sudden, if, if, like, Morgan started using drunken master technique against fucking... You know, he'd be like, oh, he, he can stay. He can stay. <laughs> I wouldn't even care anymore. Uh, I would work with All right. Well, this covers up another Bring Out the Dead. Oh, my God. We've been just talking about all of the show. There's a lot of show this this show's got. (laughs) This show has a lot to show. (laughs) It's got a lot of show this show. I don't know. Anyway, so, hey, I'm rhyming. That's all it is, man. And I know this was a little bit late this week. We're going to start rescheduling the show. It's most likely going to be Tuesday coming up in the near future. But we'll figure that out, and we'll let you know as we go along. And uh, I am Ross well, Miller out here honest, in Los Angeles. I'm under a contract negotiating, and I'm being greedy. So I'm like, right in the middle of my contract. So, yeah, I'm, I'm starting trouble with the producers, and I'm demanding more <laughs> black time. I keep so. telling you, you're not going to get Boardwalk and Park Place. It isn't going to happen. Try for a railroad, man. My God. Anyway, know. you guys, That's tune, for in today. tune in next week. Here's some more. We're actually, like I said, we'll be here a little earlier in the week next week. So, uh, check us out. If you guys want to leave a comment, we would love to hear from you. And again, you can find me on the internet at uh, Mother F. Ross on Twitter. And you can find Tony. Yeah, online, just search for Tony underscore Lamar. I'm out there, people, every day. I'm out there. Make sure you check out uh, my podcast, Movie Hype, which is coming back in December. Yeah. It will be talking about some Star Wars coming up. Oh, it's just less than 30 days. Yeah, now there's a, there's a show to talk about who had the best death right there, man. I think it was Han oh. Solo. Everybody knows it was the Ewoks. It was the Ewoks. The Ewoks had the best death, man. The uh, the one fat one that got shot. We should. How about the most pathetic death in TV movie history? <laughs> <laughs> the death that made you laugh. What, what, this real quick on top of your head. Is any death that made you laugh on the top of your head in the theater? I can name Absolutely. one. Absolutely. Sam Jackson from Deep Blue Sea. Oh, you took mine. <laughs> <laughs> I swear okay, I'm going to say that one. That's a, oh, oh, goodness. 
the he's the neat one and I'm the dirty one and uh, we're together going to try to see if we can live together without making each other crazy. Da, 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 da. Anyway, you guys, I don't know, enjoy the week. Uh, don't miss The Walking Dead this coming Sunday. I Honestly, I do believe at this point they are going to be pushing the story forward and I'm looking forward to what they do. And uh, once again, I'm Ross Miller in Los Angeles. And here's still Tony Lamar out in Austin, Texas. All right. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. See ya. Later.